0: can i foreseeably show up for this person who's going to be a in a healthy relationship who's going to be a mirror that's sometimes hard to look at can i do that a lot of people can't even people even people who are married can't they they get to a certain depth and they're like all right this is enough but like it's gone as far as it can go but they don't want to shift or change or even end that relationship because of the taboo of divorce and that, right on the back end that's a whole nother like I think a version hello and welcome
1: to all the things podcast I'm your host Regina Lawrence I am a former trial attorney turned entrepreneur breathwork and sound meditation practitioner, as well as the owner of a boutique social media marketing agency called All The Things Social. I believe that as human beings, we get to be all of the things. Brilliant, soulful, sexual, wildly inappropriate. We don't have to live in the boxes society tries to put us in. We get to be all of the things. On this show, you'll hear from some of my favorite humans and friends in a variety of spaces, including spirituality, business and branding, holistic health, sexuality, and neuroscience. This is a space for truly candid, soulful conversations with the goal of empowering you to be all of the things. Let's dive in. What if the secret to finding more peace, more clarity, more patience in your life came from the power of your own breath. What if you could scale the success that you're having in life and do it all with a calm nervous system? Something that most people don't know is that our breath is one of the main factors that has a control over our nervous system. Think about it when you're stressed or anxious. What is the first thing that we as humans tend to do? We hold our breath and we stop breathing. That is exactly why I created breathewithvirginia.com. Breathewithvirginia is a virtual breathwork membership that offers two live virtual breathwork classes a month that you can do from anywhere in the privacy of your own home and drop in and learn how to really use the breath as a way to calm the nervous system. I like to say that breath is meditation for the person who can't meditate. I know that I have always been that person and breathwork has been the key for me. Go to breathewithregina.com and check it out. I'm offering $1 for the first two weeks of membership. That's right. Only $1 to check it out. And if after two weeks you don't see a difference or you're not interested, you can cancel at any time. So go to breathewithregina.com, sign up and join me for a class. I would love to see you there. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence. Welcome back to another podcast episode that's going to be a little bit different because today we are bringing guests back onto the show. Um, It's such an interesting time right now for me, and I want to share a little bit about what's going on. And also just new things in my life and my business before we dive into this episode with our guests. So recently I shared an episode about my experience with 5-MEO-DMT. For anybody who hasn't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. It is an episode, I believe it's entitled, um, About the Time I Died in Ceremony. Um, and listen to that first episode and what that experience was like. I will do another episode on my second experience, but because it's so fresh and it's so new in my awareness, I feel like I want to touch on it a little bit. So my first experience with Vibe meo dmt was an experience that I described as this like light, bright, joyful <laughs> rebirthing experience. I'm laughing because the second, (laughs) because the second experience was so different. Mm, And I think I went into ceremony expecting it to be like it was last time. Every time we do something, something like this, it is different. And I know that, but I also thought it would have glimpses of the first one. And in some ways it did. And in a lot of ways it didn't. So this time when I sat with the medicine, it was a dark, twisty experience traveling in the in-between. And when I think of the in-between, I think of like, there's like the light, bright, almost like God connection. And then I also think of like the dark, deep, almost like a hell experience It wasn't either one of those experiences for me. It was actually just this space in the in-between where it's still dark and illuminating. So for me, when I went into the experience, I went in in the first round and it was really like I, it was dark in that I felt like I was not fully submitting to the experience. And I think it was like that because I wanted it to be like it was before. It wasn't like that this time. It was very different. Um, And it gave me a great sense of the control I have in every part, parts of my, in every single part of my life. And that the deepest levels of control that we have, the unconscious levels of control are so deeply rooted in our psyche that even if we think we are letting go and we are opening up, that oftentimes we're not. And that's how it was for me. And each round was a a little bit darker, but I was also letting go of more and more control until the fifth round, I had six rounds. In the fifth round, I had the most profound death-like experience where I saw my life kind of converge on itself and I almost saw everything come together in the center of my vision and I felt myself completely evaporate as if I actually died. And I was like, huh, wow. I have to sit more with it, but it really showed me that there as much work as I have done and that I am doing, there's so much more to do and to unpack. And so as I sit and integrate and process more, I will definitely share more about the experience. Um, Man, that medicine is potent and it shows you what you need to be shown and not what you want to be shown. And I eventually submitted to the darkness and allowed myself to sit in it. But there was a lot of resistance in that. So going into this interview today, I'm feeling a little raw. (laughs) I'm feeling like my brain is not fully back online, but you know what? We're going to do the best we can do. Um, so on today's episode, I have a couple, they own a business called let's not and say we did. Their names are Shelby and Rich Satnam. Um, Shelby and Rich are a passionate husband and wife duo who provide engaged couples with authentic, luxurious, and nourishing wedding experiences. Their company, Let's Not and Say We Did, curates all-inclusive experiences tailored to each couple's personality, love story, and vision. Rich and Shelby believe that love is the most powerful force in the universe and should be celebrated as such. Although they serve in the wedding industry, they also see themselves in the relationship industry. Weddings aren't a transaction, but but rather a relationship to be cultivated for years to come. Both Rich and Shelby serve as relationship coaches and wedding guides through the process, bringing forth the fruit of their inner work in service to union of others. Shelby and Rich are also somatic release breathwork practitioners, which is what I am. That's the method of breathwork that I was certified in. Um, And they're also sound healing practitioners. And both of these things, both of these modalities are part of the offerings that they provide to couples. Shelby is an accomplished artist, expressing her gifts through music, art, pottery, singing, yoga, and photography. She is also a certified yoga instructor. Rich is a certified relationship coach with a master's in divinity. He is a natural master of ceremony and has a beautiful gift of writing and storytelling. So with that, let's dive into the interview. So I'm also excited to have you guys on the podcast because I kind of have an aversion to marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think that you two are like the best to like talk about it, even in reading your bio before when I was recording it, like you talk about just the beautiful experience that you two cultivate for other couples, but then I also know you cultivate it for other couples because you have it yourself in your relationship, I think. So I'm excited to like dive in and share. So my first question, because I actually don't know the answer to this is how did the two of you get together in this lifetime? (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's a real,
0: real easy answer. <laughs> I actually, want
2: to? I actually want to talk about the aversion piece first. Yes. I think a lot of people in the spiritual community kind of have an aversion. You're like, why am I signing a piece of paper? Why? Why is this important? And yeah. I think for us, we've lost a lot of aspects of ceremony in our culture, where in the like back in the day in tribal culture and like yeah. all these different, like ancient practices, there were so many ceremonies. Like there were mm-hmm. so many, like, Hey, we're going to celebrate. We're going to, we're going to do things intentionally. And I think that is where we're very drawn to ceremony and yeah. we're both space holders. And so there's a little bit of that element why are you laughing at me babe
0: <laughs> i'm laughing because our dog doug just farted underneath us. i'm like i'm smiling because i'm like just wait till you go to win <laughs> our dog our
2: dog has an upset stomach <laughs> you, today
0: you asked i told
2: you. He chose a dog i chose a dog that is extremely sensitive and is literally the same thing that I am. And so yep. says, it's not only energy, but everything else. <laughs>
1: so- I think that's how we pick our pets. Because like, I think that my cat Richard is like, he is the way he is because I've chosen him and I've also fostered this like attention seeking, needy, love, deeply loving creature. And he is a mirror for me.
0: So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm la- I didn't mean to detour you. Okay.
2: Yeah. You're welcome <laughs> for bringing Doug into our lives. <laughs> I, I
0: another, another word that kind of sticks out with ceremony is kind of a rite of passage. I think, mm-hmm. and you can have a rite of passage within your relationship and your wedding yeah. can be a rite of passage into stepping into a deeper union, um, or expressing your union in a, in a more public way or in a more, yeah. uh, like a dedication to yourselves um if you wanted to look at your wedding as a non-legal non-government involved piece it could be a dedication to your union and to your love versus it yeah government being involved but how how we met
1: (laughs) well wait let me ask you let me ask you a question to that um why do you guys think that Because I see it also in like the spiritual communities that we're in. Why do you think so many people, because in the spiritual communities, we are often lovers of ceremony. Why do you think we also there's like that split where we're lovers of ceremony, but when it comes to like marriage and that type of union, there can be an aversion.
2: Um, I do, I will answer this if that's cool.
0: I I have a, I have
2: a response. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that the principle or the the foundation of marriage and what it was for so long ago was so archaic and yeah. there's there's this like oh women were property and that's like when you really look at some traditional marriage pieces which were not traditional in the slightest sense of the word <laughs> um, but when you look into those very archaic marriage traditions uh it there's there's not a lot of Happy or like
0: equal,
2: equal intentional, beautiful traditions. They're mostly mm-hmm. like, oh, the veil is like because you can't see the bride. Like the, they would legitimately cover her up, and yeah. or this is like an exchange of property. And so I think there are valid reasons why some people have like, oh, I don't. Why Why do I need this to make it official? um
0: I I also think there's this belief that marriage has to be permanent and. Honestly, like that's a whole nother, like, cause we haven't really, t- I guess, talked about the permanence of yeah, the relationship, that's a, yeah. but the idea is yeah. we, strangely enough, we attract a lot of second marriages and the way it's not everybody, but I would say like at least 50% of the couples we marry, it's their second marriage. And they learned so many beautiful things within the first relationship and in, in mm-hmm. the first marriage that they're not carrying in or taking into the, to the second. So there's this, I think this aversion is to like this so-called permanence where mm-hmm. you know, the statistics show 50, it's a 50, 50 shot.
1: Yeah. So
0: if you go into it with a different mindset of like, I'm wanting to grow with this person and it's a mm-hmm. commitment to myself as well as this person to show, always show up. It's a strong commitment. And I think that's what it yeah. has to do with is. Can I, foreseeably show up for this person who's going to be a in a healthy relationship who's going to be a mirror that's sometimes hard to look in. can yeah. i do that And I, so a lot of people can't even people even people who are married can't they <laughs> they get to a certain depth and they're like all right this is enough but I, like the, it's gone as far as it can go but they don't want to shift or change or even end that relationship because of the taboo of divorce and that right On the back end, that's a whole nother, like, I think, aversion piece. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I also think, too, like, you know, what is our often like what is our intention going into marriage? I feel like a lot of people that I've met in my life, it's just we've been together for so long that like, well, this is just the next thing that we're supposed to do because we've been together for so long. And it's not, it isn't always a conscious choosing. Like I'm choosing to show up and be in this with you every day moving forward. It's like, no, like this is just, it's just what you do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think and- the same, we've talked about the same thing being with uh, applying to having children. Why do people have kids? Yeah. And- yeah if you ask a lot of people, it's like, well, it was just kind of the next, like, there's not a lot of intention behind it other than like, oh, I'd love to have kids someday. But the idea of like parenting and, and doing all that, it doesn't seem like that's the f- forefront of the intention. It's like, well, this is the next step. We've been married. The next thing we do is have babies. And it's the same thing with with marriage as well, I believe.
2: Yeah. And we we actually have chosen not to work with specific couples because of that reason. Like that that was their answer was oh, like we've been together for eight years. What that's the next step. And there wasn't any joy behind it. Mm. And so we are very intentional with the couples that we do choose to work with.
1: Yeah.
2: Because we are going to be spending a lot of time with them. And Mm -hmm. everything we do is extremely intentional and the energetics will show up. We are, I mean, just just our design and our relationship and our human gifts that we have and our spiritual gifts that we have it Mm -hmm. calls people to really dive deep into who they are already and to really look at their relationship so working with us is like not just oh yay we're gonna get you married like
0: yeah very much it's not a transaction it's a relationship and it's a relationship that has created um there's a handful of couples who going into like they they're excited they book us and then when they start looking at their relationship We've had people who've been together for five years or 10 years. And they're like, you guys were asking us questions about a relationship that made us like really have to kind of take a look at some stuff, some cobwebs mm-hmm. and things that we have kind of swept. And like, we're actually not going to get married anymore. And like some things were like, we're not intentional about that. It's just yeah. that people, I don't think couples know necessarily, and it's hard to communicate what they're signing up for. Because we're, we're not wedding planners, although we do plan and we're wedding guides. Like we're guiding yeah. to the transformation and trusting that like, whatever comes up, comes up for a reason. And it's the whole process of a wedding.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. So how did this love story, how did this begin?
2: <laughs> so we met, on- <laughs> we met on Tinder actually. Okay. Um, I was fostering two young ladies, Um, they were seven and nine at the time, I was fostering two girls, and I was kind of having a mental breakdown, where I was like, I'm never gonna find anyone, my bed, like, these girls' bedtimes were at 730, I'm never gonna meet anyone, and I kind of had, yeah, I had a mental breakdown, I went on Tinder for 24 hours, and I matched with him, and I was like. She was
0: praying to the Tinder guys. Cool, I'm done, got him. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> no. and then we talked for I don't know it felt like a month probably Shelby would FaceTime me and that nobody had ever done that before and full disclosure like I was I was married I was like divorced for like six months yeah then we met on Tinder so like we were both in very different places in our lives and we Shelby would call me on FaceTime and I'm like Who does that like why are we faced like why are we faced like and there was just something different that was the first thing i noticed was like wow she she really like is different when it comes to setting aside time to connect and and uh that was the way we did it for a month and then we had our our first date at my small studio apartment back in missouri and shelby showed up in velvet bell bottoms and this black like fringy flowy shirt and she's like doing handstands all over my apartment I'm like, what the hell is happening in here like, I was such a different person five or six years ago when we met like to, to who I am now and yeah. you you haven't changed all that much you're, you're still doing handstands everywhere but like, I was like what is this like, like just, there was something so unique and so different
2: well and I also think that like what set rich apart was i i was always outgrowing people i was always leveling up as much as i possibly could yeah rich was the first person that has grown with me like we have grown so much in the past six years and
0: i don't think that i don't think i knew that that's what i was signing up for (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we've some sometimes like you're, you're ahead and you're carrying me and it's vice versa. And then sometimes we're side by side Yeah. Yeah. and just leaning into like, there's going to be different seasons where we're both in different parts and on the path. And like I said, I didn't know that that's what I was signing up for. I mean, I didn't
2: either. I I was just like, I love you. You're cool. Be with me forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like
2: hey, actually, I'm going to challenge you to stand up for yourself more. I'm going to challenge you to say no to people because that's what you actually want to say. Like, there's a lot of challenge that we've that you've given me specifically that I really appreciate. And I don't think I could have gotten this far. Like, I could not be who I am today if there wasn't this aspect of you challenging me and being alongside of me. And when I am triggered, when I am having... Yeah like this moment it's like oh he's he's gonna hold space for me and it's it's nothing I've never been in that type of relationship before Mm -hmm. so
1: what was the biggest difference Rich you said when you met Shelby versus now you're like a very different person what are the biggest shifts that have happened in you through this relationship
0: wow (laughs) what a deep question (laughs) um I would say I'm more myself than I've ever been in my life. And Shelby has, so what what's happened, I think if I had to like name a pattern, it's Shelby's kind of this like free space where mm-hmm. I can, what about this part of myself? Can I like let this out of the bag? And like, how is she going to respond? And you, and every time it's just like, I love you. Like, <laughs> yeah, go do more, go do more of that. not no put that away um but the idea of like her creating this very accepting environment around places in my life where I feel like I kind of want to hide um has made me show up in the world more open and more joyful and I dance a lot more I sing a (laughs) lot more um I sing all the time. I've been singing all morning random songs to her, to Doug, to just. <laughs> um, yeah, just the idea of like having an an empathetic witness at all times. Yeah. Like, and I've, I've told you this before, but there's just been parts of like, whether it be my mindset or my past, just bringing them, kind of bringing it to the union, like bringing it to the union and allowing it to be seen. And I think that that's such a a gift that marriage gives is Mm. you can bring it to the union and allow it to be seen and allow it to be held. And uh, there's so much healing that happens. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I kind of thought bubble things. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I'm feeling this right now. And I'm really afraid to like, tell you what I'm feeling. And just like saying, Hey, I'm afraid. Like, I'm, I don't know how you're going to respond. And every time sharing it and you're just like, oh, I love you. You're so silly. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, she's like, oh, that's so interesting that you think that way and oh not, not judging it and just allowing it to be like that has given me more confidence in other relationships and in yeah. other like, areas, whether it be business or friendships or even neighbors, like just showing up differently, showing up more present and more joyfully.
1: And at what point during the journey together, did you guys
0: decide to go into business together? Um,
2: That was an evolution. Okay. I feel like it was a...
0: I don't even know if we had a conversation about it.
2: Yeah, just kind of... Everything has unfolded in a very organic way. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can
0: tell. So when we, we got married, we eloped in Canada on this beautiful lake and the the gentleman who officiated our ceremony was so joyful and even though he didn't have a connection with us personally like there was something about him that set forth this like paradigm shift of this guy does this and he lives here like
1: Mm.
0: here i am like working at state farm like barely making it working 40 hours a week with no benefits (laughs) and i'm like there's there's it just opened a whole new like oh my god there's something else out there so I told Shelby, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna put my name out there and try this out." And she's during, like, "Okay." Yeah,
2: during the ceremony, I was, I always knew that Rich one had a gift for communication, and also had a gift for there is a spiritual to component to holding space for people. Yeah, and he naturally does that. He's done that for me. I mean, you do you do that for pretty much every relationship that you have, and I always knew there was something bigger that we one he would do and both we would do together um I just didn't know what that would look like and when I was when we were getting married I was like oh my god Rich could do this like why is why isn't Rich doing this and then he yeah. turned to me and he was like I can do this and I was like yeah you can
0: yeah on so, our wedding day it was like it just planted a seed and then things started to flow and I was like oh my gosh I love this like I love meeting people and getting to know I essentially get to know everybody's story and I love storytelling couples relationships in a way that's like very nourishing and honoring and uplifting to them. And just, I was, it was the first time I was able to do work, be compensated for the work and be myself at the same time mm-hmm. because I was a private banker at Chase before I left. Okay. So, wow.
2: He had like seven jobs within one year. Cause I kept telling him to quit. <laughs>
0: She's like, oh, you don't like it? Quit. And I was like, okay, well, that's not what my dad would say. but." Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, hashtag father wound um, yeah so, totally so we like I, w- I remember going outside I was like shall we like I have to come up with a business name like I'm falling in love with this and even at the time I just thought it was going to be some silly like side hustle like something I'm passionate about and I get paid for to do on the side and I came up with let's not and say we did um, I smoked some weed and went out by the pool and just started writing down every single name that could come to me and that one came in and I remember bursting through the door like I got it and she was like what are you talking about and I was like the business name like let's not say we did and that's kind of what started the business and it was more so Shelby would come along to take photos or support me in that and just kind of watch me like pretty much do what I'm enjoying uh, for work and slowly like with COVID and everything, all of these weddings became more backyard, nature-based, uh intimate, intimate. But there was a lot of like unknown. Like, what can we mm-hmm. do with this space? Yeah. And I was like, Shelby, music is such an important piece. And most of these people don't have it, or what they mm-hmm. do, it's like it's too loud because somebody doesn't know how to work the Bluetooth speaker. Like it's just, it's kind of cringy. So I was like, hey, what if you could play for couples and Create this amplifier with live music and your voice, and I was like, "You're already coming with me, anyways." So that was like probably the first business conversation where it was like, "Why don't you come with me?" Yeah, and,
2: then, and I'm also not very motivated by money. I'm motivated okay. by experiences and um, and impact, impact, joy. Like, is this going to yeah. bring me life? Is this going to bring me joy? And I also think, like with all the things, like I, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a breathwork practitioner. I'm a sound healer. I, I do so many things. I'm an artist. I'm yeah. a photographer. I, am obviously musician, so just why I got called to go do that. So yeah, it was really how can I use it? It's kind of was this one space where I could truly use all of my gifts, and I mm. never thought that that would even be possible because. I, it was really I, people would look at my resume and they're like, oh, Jesus, like <laughs> does so many random things. And it was always one thing always led me to the other. And that's yeah. just kind of how I lived my life. And so within our business, it's like, oh, I get to use all of these things that I'm passionate about and I can serve people in this in this capacity. Yeah. So it was really providing the yoga for stressed out brides. <laughs> that's
0: yeah. really
2: the, the first one that came along um and I, when you were doing large weddings
0: I think at some point we realized to make this because I hate I did not want to be in corporate America I wanted to be I don't think I ever wanted to be that yeah It was like well how do I get out of that and this was a way that if we could figure out a way to make it scalable and then Shelby became a photographer like essentially overnight um wow she wasn't even taking photos like she's
2: I, I... Yeah. I planned on doing like family photography. I got a camera and I, I'd always, I do have a degree in art and so like framing and stuff like came naturally to me, but it was really just diving in. And I, I think my brain, um, has this power to like hyper-focus on things and that's kind of like, that's what happened. And so the photography aspect, I really fell in love with it and, Oh, I can, photograph people who and they actually want me to take their pictures versus like a two year old who's running around and doesn't care. (laughs) So it was really fun.
0: Yeah. I think, I think we, yeah, I don't think we ever had like a necessarily like, hey, you want to go into business together? Like type of conversation. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, I'm doing this. I think you could complement it by adding in music. And then it was like, oh, what if we just created the whole experience and like we're in charge of organizing and planning every aspect of it to where every time it's amazing.
2: Yeah. And that was really the goal. The goal was how can we make every single wedding experience the best? Yeah. Because it was truly, we would go, we would get hired as like an officiant and a musician, and then something would happen with certain vendors. And I'd be like, oh man, that kind of oh man or like
0: oh why did they hire that person yeah or why are are they
2: why are they talking about there it's like some vendors will be talking about other people's weddings it's like absolutely not (laughs) like this is their day like why are you bringing in all this weird energy right it was more so how can we how can we create a really intentional and beautiful experience every single time and Mm. that's when the packages came along
0: out of Mm. that like and then the the idea of like being full-time love life and business partners kind of (laughs) like became a reality. And then we both, we both left our jobs between, I left in February of 2021. And. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. So we were doing lots of things while still running a business. Mm -hmm. So,
1: so when you, okay. So when Rich, you're waking up to the idea that you want to fully leave corporate dive into this, Shelby, were you actively doing all the things like yoga and all the different things, right?
2: Yeah, I was also flipping furniture. I was, I mean, I love creating things. And so any creative thing that I could do, absolutely, I was doing. I was teaching art classes. I would like the paint and sips. I was, I was nannying because I love, I have a background in child development. So I was working with kids. Like I was doing all of these things, but they were truly things that I enjoyed doing. And so it was honestly A really big step for me to say no to things that were bringing me joy, so that I could step into this full time. That was the biggest trouble. Was like, this is going to have to be really good for me to say no to like hanging out with children and (laughs) and these things I really love. So, yeah,
1: I love that. Isn't it so cool? Like we often like learn all these modalities or do all these things, have all these giftings. And we're like, how does this all like fit into this human experience? And then as Rich has this like wake up that he wants to do this completely different thing with his life. It's like, Oh, all these giftings that I've been curating through this human experience, they all fit together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I think does I, I does relationship have something to do with that? I think absolutely. Like, I and I know that like our business would not be successful if it was run by just one of us. Like, yeah, not us. yeah, yeah. Um, I would be
2: in fairyland. I don't know if I would have even had the knowledge to charge anything. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like truly there. There's just some common sense, like three dimensional things that Rich is very very good at.
0: I kind of live in the 3D world. Well, Shelby we lives in the 5D. And and they
2: complement each and other. And sometimes yeah. the, it's
0: mesh where she's like, "What if we did this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but like tactile. Like we got to look at it like that." And then yeah. it's just it's interesting how like the dynamic flows. Even like human design has been another important thing for us to learn. She's a generator. I'm a projector. Okay. I'm usually the one with a thousand ideas, and Shelby's the one who says that's the one we're doing because it lights her up and um to have some like ideas around how that works or Shelby does not like to be interrupted while she's working I'm very like I can come in and out
2: she's a spaz and I'm like
0: (laughs) hey hey what do you think about this she's like dude I'm like and I would I mean we've we've had some friction like learning oh you don't like to be interrupted that takes you out of like your flow and your creativity yeah I'm like I had no idea I was doing that I just was like why are you talking to me like what why, why don't you care 10. about what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. It's, it's right now and it was like I was taking it personally and I think some of these like light bulb moments of like oh this has nothing to do with me like this is your like you work best it was a way to like honor each other's own workflow and own process and that's become something we've implemented just kind of second nature at the moment like yeah. But it was a little choppy, like trying yeah, to figure out beginning. we both have different styles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Rich, I'm curious, as you transitioned out of like a more corporate environment into entrepreneurship, what was that like for you? Was it hard?
0: Um, it. I think it's both. And I think okay. it was fun exhilarating and scary at the same time. Kind of like parachuting without a parachute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I, I remember even there were some people at work that I really trusted and could confide in and, you know, they've been longtime corporate people and I'm telling them like, Hey, this is, Hey, if I do this many weddings, like I can, I can make just as much money as I'm doing here. And it was just like, I was thinking very small. I was thinking like, let's just, if I can get, if I can get out of this and like, a lot of people were like, that's not going to work, man. Just stick it out. Like there was a lot, there was one person who was a financial advisor that was like, dude, if you hate it, you should go for what you love. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to that voice because mm-hmm. every other voice here is telling me like what my fear is telling me. And that's don't do it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and all it took was that one person, his name was Asif as
2: mm-hmm. if,
0: um, <laughs> and, uh, he was like, yeah, dude." he's like, dude, go for it. and
2: and what's really cool about that one specific moment is because there was a there was a lot of fear that came up you were there were there has been some fear that has popped up along the way the entire time totally where where you're like ah and i'm like hey it's gonna be okay yeah let's let's figure it out We, we always can figure it out um and i also think like just in perspective One year at the Bank of America job or whatever Chase job, the banking job, we've we've had months where we've made that much money.
0: I made that much money that it took me a year to make it Chase. Exactly.
2: And And it's like, why would we be? Why were we? Why were you so afraid?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's
2: laughable at this point where it's like, but but you were. And
0: yeah. No, I I. Part of me, the excitement part was like, finally, I can do something like there's something here. There's there's like I believe in myself. Like, I believe that I'm resourceful and intelligent and I love I have so many ideas. I have ideas that I'm like, I keep a list. I don't have the, the who's to do the ideas.
1: Yeah. I have
0: so many business ideas that I want to bring out into the world that one, as a projector, I don't have the energy to do. Right. Um, and two, I don't have like the man. Our person power to do it. Um, so it's, it kind of ebbs and flows. There's moments where I feel like I'm just gliding. And then there's moments where I'm like, hey, I'm freaking out a little bit. Like, yeah. um, and I, maybe that'll go away someday. Um, I, I think it's, it's a lot less occurring now than it was when we first started. Like, it's a little bit easier to kind of take the next step versus like the jump into um, full time. I mean, I even kind of doubted it when we jumped. I was like, yeah. what are we going to do in the summer? Like, nobody's going to book us for weddings because it's so hot here. And the universe was like, yeah, I'm about to send you to California, Oregon. <laughs> like, you're not even going to be here in the summer. You're going to be traveling all over the U S doing weddings. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Like, and so I was like, that happened last summer too. I'm like, it'll be a, sl-. I'm like, maybe we'll relax this summer. And like, <laughs> it was like nope you're nope. going to Montana you're going like all of these really dope places and um i've kind of stopped expecting things to slow down that they're just going to continue to expand yeah
1: i think the fear is something like cuz i experience the same fear cuz i have a corporate background and like I just think you get conditioned to a certain way of existing as a human and you get used to, even if it's a lot less money, you get used to like somebody else, like giving you money on like a consistent basis. And I, and I have found even in my own business, every time I up level to the next level, it's like, Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) But it's like, what's our bounce back from the fear? Like, are we going to sit in it? Or are we going to be like, okay, I see you. I acknowledge you fear. You're there. Thank you for being there. I, I know you're trying to keep me safe. Now, what am I going to do about it?
0: Yeah, and I think one thing that I can look back and be proud of is moving forward. Even though the room wasn't fully lit, mm-hmm. um, like I remember when I first started officiating, I think I was charging like 150 or 200 dollars, and there was another officiant here in the valley and he was charging like 575 and i'm like oh my god are you kidding me like that's that's insane i ha- i want to get to that level and now i'm charging double that right in less than 2 years yeah so like it's all been like this kind of like feeling through the dark and knowing that like the light switch is somewhere in this room i just have to kind of keep moving um and sometimes you direct me to the light switch. Like, some Shelby's just been like, "Hey, I up, I upped your price," and I was like, "You did what?"
2: I was like, "We were and getting." She goes,
0: "Yeah, sense. I upped it." And yeah. She's like, It'll work, and every time it has, like every increase, it's been Shelby going, "We're gonna raise it." And I'm like, "Okay."
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of logical pieces in my mind as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you both touched on. Having to learn about one another's flow. Like when Shelby's in a creative space, Rich, like you let her be in that space and then you come to her with ideas or whatever it is you want to talk about. Um, What are some other ways? Because I think a lot of couples I know who are in business or are wanting to go into business together, they're worried about the impact it will have on the relationship. Um, What are some ways that you guys have like really learned and are learning to navigate this together?
2: Um I want to say one thing before we answer that question. There is there is a next level to our relationship that a lot of people don't get to touch because they aren't in business together. Um there's there's just as much reward from being in business together as there is like fear. Yeah. <laughs> so like yes there there is a lot more to navigate where okay we need to t- we need to talk boundaries we need to talk like hey after this certain time there's no conversation about business or hey we're at the dinner table like yes we're not talking this is me time this is us time um
0: it's been hard like it's not it's been very rewarding to like dream together and to create things and to bring like to bring these ideas like we've had friends tell us hey, you're doing what you talked about doing a year ago when we went to dinner. And I'm like, I don't even remember that conversation. Can you tell me what we said? And he was like, yeah, you said you'd be doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, we did? Like, I was like, do you remember this conversation? So like the idea of like being able to co-create together, just like you said, adds a whole nother layer to a a love life or a love relationship.
2: It also adds a whole nother bond. Like I know I can fucking count on you. Like, and I know that you can count on me. Like if we're in a position where we have to pivot or we have to do something creative or we can count on each other. And, yeah. and that I think just comes from working together and seeing each other in a different way.
0: Yeah, I think we've become more intentional about cultivating romance within business um, because I would say, I mean, like the first, the first year where things were just things, things were hard to keep up with. And yeah. We love what we do, so it's, it's hard to be like, all right, we're not going to talk about work now. We're just going to, I'm like, well, what do we talk about? Cause we're consumed by work. Like we love what yeah. we do. And so it's being more intentional about maybe not having work conversations, but like alone time has mm-hmm. been a really big key mm-hmm. for us of like communicating hey I really want to be alone today and the other person going okay I'll go find something to do or like I'll leave the house or whatever Shelby likes to be in the house alone. I like to leave and go somewhere else for my alone time so like okay we've been very open and I think I'm gonna say generally speaking I don't know if how couples navigate that alone time conversation I know in previous relationships, it has not been easy for me to go, Hey, I need alone time. Or like, I want to go be by myself without the other person being offended or taking it personally or being jealous. Like you, just just a challenge, ask for alone time in your relationship and see what kind of shit comes up. Mm, And I mean, that's a tell, like, if you're like, Hey, can I have alone time? And that person gets angry at you. Like, yeah maybe dig a little deeper around that and figure out what's going on. And that, that was like, I almost expected that from yeah, you. You, ex-
2: you always expect me to like be mad or something. I were like a, previously in our relationship, yeah. like the in- initial response that you expect me to have. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Like, please go away.
0: Like I just yeah. visited some family in Missouri for a couple of days and I was like, are you doing okay? She's like, I love this. She's like, I, I love having like three days to myself and, And so like being intentional because these things don't happen. Um, The idea of like, oh, well, we'll spend time together and we'll be romantic and like connect and like, you can think that, but unless you like, we build it into the calendar, like this year, Hey, three day, we're going to take a three day weekend and completely unplug and either go somewhere or turn all the devices off and just be with each other for three days and really setting aside intentional time to connect is super important. And that's not something I, we didn't do from the start because we're, we're just trying to keep up with everything. And we ended up getting burned out and like having to recover from that and making sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I'm thinking about, uh, Rich, what you said about couples who ask for space and then are met with resistance, I see that a lot. And it's in couples I have who are friends that do business because their life is together like so tightly. Right. Um, And I see that come up a lot where it's like you take it personally. So like for Shelby to say, like, I'm having a great time. These three days are fucking awesome. (laughs) I see like the opposing like partner be like, oh, like, it's about them like oh no like she doesn't want to be with me when it's really no she just wants to be with herself it's not about you right
0: yeah. and being allowing her to be with herself makes our time together better like, yeah same with you it doesn't take it away when she's like I'm enjoying myself I was like it made me joyful I was like cool like yeah I love that like we didn't do this more if like if you're getting that that joy out of it like we both do um the another like alone time piece is, uh, we were encouraged to like sleep separately, like one night a week. Cause as mm-hmm. a projector, like being in my own aura and space. Yeah. So that's another thing. That's another conversation that if one partner says to the other, like, Hey, I'm going to go sleep in the other room tonight. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> the, like the rip, like I know that that can cause ripples in relationships. And Shelby was like, okay. Like if, if you feel like that's, and we do it. And like, I think we both get the benefit out of it,
1: mm-hmm. of, yeah. we
0: know, when we need to do it too. Typically it's yeah. after wedding days, Warren, like we're in ceremony all day and we're in all this other energy to be like, I'm going to go like, we'll rent a room, an Airbnb that has two bedrooms and like, we'll sleep in separate rooms Yeah. or the next day after the wedding. That's mm-hmm. another alone time thing. Cause we're both again, it's, like, it's sitting, it's not a medicine ceremony. But it's still a ceremony in the sense that that next day after being in ceremony, you need some space, like, or we need some space from each other.
2: Yeah, and like I think we both have trauma informed backgrounds where I would like the energy that I go into the room. It's always very calm, and I think for me, holding down that that beautiful peaceful energy, it's just it it takes a lot of energy from me, and so that the the re um reboot no there's like recharge yeah I was trying to think of a word but it's it's a recharge and Yeah. yeah
1: I love that I had a partner for seven years and it worked so beautifully for that reason we had our own bed we had a bedroom together and then we had separate rooms in the house and I would guess he's a projector um and so we would go and recharge sometimes, spend a night in our separate spaces, and then we would come back together and it would be great. But people, when we would tell people that, people were like, you do what? You have separate bedrooms? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it worked so well and it allowed the relationship to thrive for so long, I think.
0: Yeah, I, also, I think it's also a marker of secure security within yourself and security within your relationship. Cause yeah. if, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't know if I could do that. Or I don't know if I could ask my partner for space to do that. Like, I would ask why, like mm-hmm. dig deeper and be curious about what, what is it in our relationship that doesn't allow me to do that? Yeah. Um, Cause it has been very healing. Like once a week I'll sleep, like usually Sunday nights, I'll sleep upstairs in the other bedroom and some of my best nights sleep are by myself yeah spread out and, and like I could toss and turn around as much as I want and not have to worry about like waking somebody up and yeah uh, yeah having having space to be to also pursue things that we love doing because Shelby does things that I'm like I don't want to do that at all like yeah um, but it's important it's important for you and there's things I like to do where you're like yeah go have fun go go connect with those people and do your thing Um, because we know that like refilling our own cup is what makes the union like kind of overflow so to speak
1: well i think too there's like an expectation and this is i think a societal expectation that your partner or your like spouse is to be your everything like they're they're supposed to be your lover your best friend like the person you do all the things with and that's just not how we we connect like you guys have your things that you connect on and then there's other things that you as individuals want to do and the other shouldn't have to do those things to keep the relationship.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think to like go, even go back to the first thing you mentioned about the aversion. I think some of the aversion is you to marriage is people think they're giving up their identity. Mm -hmm. um, When in fact, like my identity is way stronger like I know who the fuck I am yeah. because of being in a relationship. Like the separateness has been created and the togetherness has been established, but like, I know who I am.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if I ever forget, I have somebody to remind me who I am. And I think the aversion comes from like I, the ball and chain aspect or like
2: you don't lose another anything. one
0: bites the dust, marriage is death. Like there's so many like different idioms within American culture that yeah. That like marriage is like the worst, and your life is over, and it's like, okay, well, why are we? Why is that being promoted? Like, no wonder there's a fifty percent. Like Shelby and I are wanting to also step more into the relationship coaching aspect, and mm-hmm. because we see what we do is like a lot of people that come to us, they they want a wedding or a marriage like this, because, and they don't want one that their parents had, and they don't want one mm-hmm. that their grandparents had, and their their parents might not even be together anymore, and so they're like. All we're told is marriage is difficult, especially the first year. I don't have anybody to ask questions to. I really don't think we need therapy. Um, But, like, what do we do? What do we do? We have these coming up in our relationship, and there's not, I mean, when I went to get certified as a relationship coach, like to help people do premarital counseling,
2: coaching,
0: there are, yeah, I have to call it coaching, premarital coaching. Um, Hmm. Good luck finding one that's not Christian based.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I couldn't find one. So I'm certified through like a Christian based relationship coach. And I'm like, this is all beautiful, but I'm going to like make it my own flavor. And I I think there is this desire to continue like having these checkups because we've done probably 300 weddings and the idea of like, how are those couples doing? And I think we're, we're leaving a lot of relationship on the table by not again having the space and the time and the energy to like foster like retreats for couples to come and like recharge or a space for them to ask questions like hey this is coming up for us around you know we just had kids and now we're talking to our parents we don't really want them to be around our parents like how do you navigate that
2: there's so much relationship stuff that comes up when you are when you are in in a marriage and yeah and how can we how can we supply at least some tools for people to communicate in a healthier way, yeah, I think would be
1: helpful. And is this something, so when we started our conversation today, Shelby, you said like, we're stepping into this next thing that's so much bigger. Um, is this part of what you were referring to?
2: Yes. So I, so from a business side of things, I think we're going to switch a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I've created uh, another company, uh, which is called the Arizona Elopement Collective. And I'm creating teams of really amazing people, Um, amazing officiants, joyful photographers, people that I know are really passionate about what they do. And so I'm creating an associate photography team where they still are my edits. They still are my brand, Mm. um, but people are shooting for me. Um, and then we're still providing the hair and makeup services, the florals, like we're still contracting out all of those things. Yep. Um, that's, so we're in the process of building teams for that.
0: Cool. The process of becoming CEOs. Yep. That's that's a new stage.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And then that allows us to build out the coaching side of.
2: Yeah. Building out the retreats for couples retreats. I'm doing one year, like. Hey, you've been married for maybe three years and under, right? Because every every phase of marriage is a little different. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, absolutely. We were really wanting to step into more more of that creative, creative role. Mm-hmm.
1: It's such an interesting transition to go from the doer in the business to step into like the CEO managing humans and human relationships and growing an aligned team. How is that feeling? Cause you're both deeply creative humans. How is it feeling to, to be stepping into that space?
2: <laughs> it, I, I feel really excited okay. uh, because one, I can have, we can have a larger impact yep. and I'm also like, we're also employing people. We're employing people who are aligned and who are passionate and who I love and so mm-hmm. we're not just, it's, it's really being intentional about who we hire and creating those dynamic A-teams that I can fully trust. And that, that to me is, that's when our vision is bigger than us mm-hmm. and our purpose and our impact is bigger than us. And so yeah, it's
0: kind of just moving, it's moving through us. And I think there's this, the hardest part is like, tr- for me is trust, trusting that like the vision will move through us and trusting the release of control to other people. Um for me that's the hardest part, but it is yeah. exciting trying to see like what that creation looks like. Um we actually just committed to a coach to help us work through scaling and building team and really creating culture because it's so important. Like I know the type of culture I don't want to work for. Like I I did that for so many years. And mm-hmm. how do we create the culture that has impact that ha- that does give value that that does provide like passionate experiences for couples when we're not there on the day of? And I yeah.
2: think
0: that we know the amount of work it's going to take, but I- but I think maybe it's it's not as much as we think. I'm not as much as I think.
2: <laughs> that was very intense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm coaching yourself right
0: now. I am. I have to do
1: that. <laughs> Well, I think also like as I because I've done this with my social media agency as we've grown and like as my team has grown, like it's just an interesting it's just an interesting experience inside of you to to see what it brings up for you. Um, But it's also like the thing that I love, which is similar to you guys is. It's often hard for creatives to grow and scale business. People are usually super creative or super analytical, right? And so the two of you are marrying those two things and are going to provide a space for talented human beings to grow their art and to nurture the people that you work with. And it's really beautiful.
2: Thank you. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited for you guys too. So, how can people find you both, connect with you, work with you?
0: I'm going to take that one? Yep. Yeah. So people can find us on social media, on Mm -hmm. Instagram at Let's Not Weddings, um, on Facebook at Let's Not Say We Did. With a K. With a K. Mm -hmm. Um, Our website, let's not say we did.com. And then to work with us, there's an application form on the website. Hit apply now. Um, It is an application process because like we referenced earlier, we sometimes we're not the best fit for the couple Mm -hmm. they're looking for and are what we're looking to provide doesn't align but um the next step is scheduling a video call the to kind of talk through all of the things that we do and make sure it's the best fit
2: to clarify who are who are who is the best fit
0: who is the best
2: yeah
0: Mm. yeah um if you are seeking to express yourself on your wedding day in a non-traditional way that doesn't have to be tacky or cheap a lot of times people think elopements are cheap and the elopements we do are very bougie like yeah private chef helicopter rides like really fun p- like private drivers it's all curated oh. it's not going off to the courthouse and like signs and documents like everything's a collaboration so if you're looking for somebody to literally Take you from the vision of like what you want your elopement or your intimate wedding. So everything's less than like twenty people. So bring guests. It's just you have to be very specific about who you want to bring and intentional about that. So the idea would be um, authentic, um, luxurious experiences with a dash of adventure. You know we're not a venue, so we're out in the mountains on near the ocean, um, in the desert. so you 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 have to be, uh, have a slight adventurous side, I would say. Um, and you want to do it for you. Um, you know, if you're the type of couple that says like, hey, look, I know all these other people want me to do this, but like, this is what speaks the most to me, mm-hmm. then we're the best fit. If you're easily persuade, we, you're persuaded, we like persuaded by peer pressure or by parent pressure to have a big wedding, then we're probably, we're not the best fit, but yeah. Those who want to do things differently and want the day to be all about them, that's who we're for.
1: Beautiful. Thank you guys so much for coming on and sharing about your business, but more importantly, sharing about both of you and your love and your relationship and what you're doing. It's really beautiful. And I'm so glad my listeners get to hear you both, meet you and connect with you. Thank you. If you guys love this episode, make sure you go and check out Shelby and Rich on Instagram. I will have all of their social media contact information and their website in the show notes as well. And please take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it in your stories and tag myself and Shelby and Rich's pages. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful week and I will see you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you loved this episode as much as I loved creating it, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes we will be forever grateful at All The Things Podcast. And if you found something inspiring or you know somebody who could benefit from it, please share this to your story, tag us, send it to a friend. So much love, friends.